You're listening to the Rad Podcast. Explore wealth. Different model, a different way, different way of doing business. Mm-hmm. Parts of the country, twenty-four-seven, seven days a week. I was just done with the gurus. If somebody gives me thirty to fifty thousand dollars, that should be a lifetime relationship for Podcast Nation. Because if you give me that kind of money, I have an obligation, in my opinion, a responsibility to see you succeed. Yeah, uh, dreams don't work unless you do. It's motivational. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in one of our videos. We do that. We used to have a. Uh, we tried to do a trailer for a TV show once called Hard Money, and uh, one of the quotes in the trailer was, "Dreams don't work unless you do." Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's a really cool video. Have you guys ever seen it? Yeah. A, a TV show? Yeah, we were working on it at one point for uh, Vice Viceland. So it, is it aired uh, already? No, 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 no. It never, it never took off. It never. It was a pilot. Okay. They put us on a what they call a um, basically a holding retainer, not to sell it to anyone else, and then. Then they didn't end up picking it up. Um, they went through like um, several. I'd bring it down a little bit so it's not just my head. Yeah, there you go. Try and capture. Otherwise, there's no point in wearing clothes. Just do it naked. <laughs> so, uh, are you in your new office? I am. I am. How's the new office? It's great. It's really good. I mean, it's big. It's different. Uh, if you want, afterwards, I'll walk you around and give you a tour of the tour of the joint. Okay, it's uh, still in Upland. Yes. Oh no, it's in uh, it's in it's Ontario. We're in Ontario. Yeah, it's in Ontario, California, right next to Rancho Cucamonga. Okay. Um, how many employees do you have? Like uh, 60, 70? I I'm sure it's more. Are you Are more. you asking me, or are we starting the Zoom call? Yeah, we can because we are already recording it. So I'm just teasing you. Um, you know, I don't have a perfect head count right now because we've been hiring. Like last week, we had five new people start, but I think we're between 70 and 80 right now overall. Yeah, that's a lot more than six months ago. Six yeah. months ago, when we met in Los Angeles, I remember it was 50. Yeah, yeah. We're, grow- yeah. we're growing fast. We're growing fast. I'll tell you, you know, my Philadelphia team alone, you know, is I think eight people right now. And our hiring plan for that this year is to take it to 30 plus people on the Philly team. That doesn't include our like rehabbers and contractors and stuff. And then like our Florida, Florida teams, about 30 people right now. And our plan is before the end of the year to take it to about 65, maybe even 70 people in Florida. And then here in California, we're I think like 30, 35 people and, and, uh, our plan will probably be, we'll probably be at 60 people working out of this office. So we're already looking for additional office space for, for our, our teams here in, in uh, California. And we, there was an office on the same floor as us here available when we first moved in here. And we only moved in here, what, two months ago? Yeah, two months ago, we didn't pick it up. And now I'm regretting that we didn't go ahead and pick it up. So, mm, so how, uh, what do all these people do? Oh my gosh. Um, all, all kinds of stuff. So like one of the most recent things, you know, we've been hiring for, so like in Philadelphia, we're hiring. Um, so we have a great acquisitions team and, but we're working on hiring an acquisition coordinator to kind of work hand in hand with each acquisition uh, team member that's acquiring properties. 
Um, on our property management side, you know, we've really just gotten to a point, you know, where Molly's handled the, you know, as our director of property management, pretty autonomously, you know, but, you know, I think as we went over 200 properties, we started to realize that it's just too much for an individual to handle. So, you know, mm -hmm. we're hiring her, you know, in Philadelphia, we're hiring a three-person team to uh, handle property management, one focused on maintenance, one focused on leasing. And, uh, and so these are things that, that, you know, we're hiring for that team, you know, just to continue to grow it. Cause you know, we've been in-house property management since the beginning. Um, we just believe, you know, that when you in-house property management, nobody's going to care about your property as much as we do. Um, and, and nobody's going to care about our investors as much as we do. So our focus is always, you know, on, you know, bottom line numbers and, and, and impact. And, and so those, those things are huge with, with that team. Um, and then, you know, we're hiring, you know, a series of construction people, obviously construction managers and, um, you know, general laborers and different things. And we'll always have our outsourced construction teams, you know, that we use our GCs and different things. But, you know, we've been building that in-house construction team. Um, and, you know, a lot of our GCs that, that we hire to do it, they only work for our company, but they're still not employees of the company. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we're kind of adding to the internal construction team more and more because um, this year we're going to be building houses for the so um, you are going to do your, uh, you, you are going to build new homes this year. Yeah, Where that's one of the big new initiatives. We're going to, you know, we, we've got land we've already acquired years ago um, mm -hmm. for this phase of our business. Um, and so now we're going to begin building on some of, some of that land. Um, and then another big thing, you know, we're adding to the REIT this year is we're going to be purchasing land um, inside the metaverse. And so, you know, we have our buckets, right? We have our extremely low risk bucket. Um, that can beat whatever the test of time is, right? Um, and then we have our moderate bucket, which is our primary bucket of investing. And then we have our extreme high risk bucket, right? And so this is usually 10%, 10%, and then 80% in the middle, right? Um, and so, you know, when we do something new that we've never done before, we automatically put that in the high risk bucket. So our new metaverse properties that we buy this year um, and our, our new construction properties we do this year, we put into the high risk, high, high risk bucket. Um, we still keep with our core of doing the real estate we do all, all the time, which is our farmland um, and our residential real estate investing. Um, you know, we've done a little more luxury homes this year, mm -hmm. you know, because in times of inflation, you know, um, luxury is what, you know, gets hit the least in a mm -hmm. market crash. Um, and so, you know, we're just kind of shielding ourselves. We'll probably buy some self-storage this year. Um, you know, to, 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 to protect our investors and just keep a really well-balanced portfolio. You know, the number one, you know, rule of the diamond five for us is to thrive during bad or difficult economic times. And so our invested strategy, you know, there's certain types of investments that maybe I can make um, mm -hmm. to make higher returns for us as a company. But what I realized a long time ago is, is like, we make really great returns. So there's no reason to push that envelope any further. Um, it's more about protecting the investors than anything else. Mm, yeah, so there are a lot of things going on on your plate. So, uh, so regarding the new constructions, are they going to be in, uh, in the same community or? In same, yeah, same areas we already own. So they'll be in Florida and they'll be in, in Pennsylvania, um, which is where our deepest you know, uh, construction teams run. Um, we could do it in Houston, but right now I don't feel, you know, as confident in, in that market for, for building new construction as I would in Philadelphia um, or in, well, Philadelphia, Jersey, which is the market 
you know, we work in, you know, in the Northeast or our Florida market, you know, we still buy in in California, um, mm-hmm. still have our farms in, in Idaho and, and, and other parts of the country. Um, but I feel most comfortable in new construction with, with our Philly, New Jersey team, probably over anywhere else. We just have been there longer. Our rehabbers have worked for us longer. Um, you know, we have, you know, numerous construction teams running um, and, you know, we have our in-house construction people there. So I just feel the most comfortable with, with building there. It's funny. Some people are like, well, is that the best market to build in? Well, it's a good market, but the best market to build in is the market you're going to be successful in. Um, and so for us, you know, we found that, you know, having great people um, and the people that do the job effectively is more important than an extra 1% in a different marketplace where you might not have as good a team. So. Yeah, I agree 100%. And so are you going to build a bunch of houses on a parcel on a large parcel or they are scattered in different parts of the city so we have parcels set aside to do a larger scale new construction our first new construction home builds right will be on smaller parcels and so we have parcels for these new construction home builds and then we have larger parcels for for future future big builds mm-hmm. um, but right now they'll be on individual parcels Okay, gotcha. We have land already prepared, you know, to do do the the longer game as well. Okay, so you mentioned you have over two hundred houses under management. Are you referring to those in Philly or other other houses you have? Um, I believe we're over two hundred in Philly alone. Um, but you know, our total portfolio, I think, we're closing on three hundred plus um total 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 properties that we own i mean mm. it, that's kind of a skewed view of things in the sense that like you know our eight million dollar farm is is you know obviously worth a whole lot of a whole lot of properties and a whole lot of houses um mm-hmm. you know we bought a 2.7 million dollar um property in in laguna beach that we're flipping and so you know we have a lot of properties that are worth three to five hundred thousand um, and then we have, obviously we have some of our bigger, you know, more, more luxury properties. Um, we're currently, you know, have a contract out on a $7.6 million farm on the East coast. Um, and so, you know, these are just things that, you know, we're, we're constantly growing on. So by luxury properties, what, what do you mean? What, uh, like the, the price range is, um, you know, your, your typical average medium home price in a marketplace and then double that. And to, okay. so that's basically for us, you know, when the luxury market price starts. So if you're at $600,000, you know, average home price for us, the true luxury would probably start around 1.2 million. Why, why do you want to tap into this market, the luxury homes? Well, there's a couple of reasons, but, but one, of, one of the main reasons is inflation. So mm-hmm. in, in, in inflationary times, you want to be able to capitalize on the assets that are going to make the most amount of money. Um, and so for me, what I've come to realize is the luxury home market um, is, is that minimum, what I call minimum luxury market is mm-hmm. exploding right now. There's always been these thresholds, right? Um, like 500K. Well, for a long time in real estate, there was a 100K, you know, threshold, $100,000 home threshold and stuff used to push right up to the 100K. And then it became the 500K threshold. And then it became the $1 million threshold. And so you'll see, you know, properties all over the place that push right up to that threshold and they don't break through and, and don't, you know, dramatically increase in value nearly as fast once they've, the, that's fully been broken through. Well, with the inflation times, that threshold, that ceiling has been just destroyed. 
And so now you're seeing stuff that was worth 1.2 million that's now worth two and a half million. And, and so you're yeah. seeing this, this massive, you know, growth, but also there's just not as much on the marketplace. And so, you know, you always go supply and demand. And so when demand is low, price goes up. And so with inflation, people have more money. When people have more money, they're buying more expensive homes. When they're buying more expensive homes, there's less more expensive homes. Mm. Um, and so we're doing a lot of value added real estate where we're buying acreage, we're adding square footage to properties. Um, and so that's, you know, really big and, and taking something that might've been mid you know, to higher middle, you know, upper middle class, and that's now a luxury home and making it, you know, a, a palace for someone, um, you know, is working, you know, extremely well for us. Mm. Yeah, so the inflation was crazy in 20, uh, 2021. It's yep. 7%. Yeah, well, so 7% what? against, you know, the national, you know, mm. as, as a country, but but the real estate inflation was in the 20s. There's no question that national real estate inflation was in the 20s. Anybody who says anything different is, isn't working in this business every day and understanding how real estate prices have adjusted nationwide. Yeah. So what are you doing to, to make money from infl inflation? Well, I'm investing in the right types of deals, the right types of transactions. I'm maximizing our leverage. And, you know, during an inflation time, the greatest type of company to be in the world is a, an equity-based REIT. And so, you know, we're a very strong equity-based REIT and, and, and that's what we do. You know, we buy assets, we improve them, uh, we increase our, our, our equity positions. Sometimes we sell assets when it makes sense. For example, you know, we bought our, our farmland, you know, at 3,500 3, an acre, we sold it at 7,500 an acre. We made 550,000 in fourth quarter of this year um, from selling, you know, just 160 acres of, of farmland. Right. Um, we've sold properties, you know, and made great money from them. And so, you know, we're, we're balancing you know, between stuff that we're continuing to acquire um, and stuff that, you know, we're selling and, and just creating, you know, a there's, there's a rhythm to it. Um, there's a specific way of understanding the marketplace. Um, and we're diving deep in, in, in our research land. You know, the other thing is one of the reasons we're taking into the metaverse is because with people having an abundance of money, they, they'll become more speculative and they'll take more risk. And so what we find is, is as we've bought in, you know, metaverse land, we feel like there's a, a large amount of investor-based, crypto-based people who want to buy that land from us. And so that creates market cap and market value and also gives us an asset we can sell to make money. And so granted, it's a very small part of our portfolio, but, you know, farmland was a very mm -hmm. small part, part of our portfolio two years ago. Um, and, but the reason we jumped from, you know, percentage returns, you know, prior to the REIT and our regulation DR private equity funds in the, the 20 percentile to being in the 30 percentile of the last three years is because of the farmland, because, you know, I predictively saw that supply chain was going to be an issue, um, that commodities were going to, be going up tremendously in value and that farmland was going to become more valuable. People have always said they only make so much land in the world. There can't be any more land mm -hmm. in the world. And there, there's a lot of truth to that, but it doesn't do you any good unless you start to run out of it. And so I think we're finally in the United States to a place um, where there's cycles that are happening and we're constantly watching those market cycles, you know, where there's not more land and, and there's not places people can go and buy land. And so now when you own land, like we do, it becomes, increasingly valuable. Um, but then the metaverse was okay. created and the metaverse existed. And, and now there's a new kind of land. And a lot of people don't understand that. And I'm not even a, a metaverse person, but I hired a, a research team um, and uh -huh. to do detailed analysis and to do a deep dive into it. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason, reason we did that was because, you know, before we invest in anything, we want to understand it. We want to know it better than anyone. Um, we've gotten behind the scenes with the creators of, of, of several uh, different, different meta lands um, to be able to understand, you know, how it works and how it operates and where the value is 
is. Um, and we, you know, we'll do a podcast with one of those people will be able to watch. And, and so, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of one of the new adventures for rad this year, but you know, our core is our core. All these other things sound sexy. They sound cool. They're, they're flashy. Yeah. They're, they're pretty, but you know, I, I'll take a real woman versus a woman who just looks pretty at any, any day of the week. <laughs> Um, let's go back a little bit for anyone. I don't know. Maybe that analogy doesn't work in the Chinese culture. I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, I mean, for anyone who is new to this concept, can you explain a little bit about what is equity based rates? Yeah. And so for us, you know, we'll add, so we bought a a great example. We bought a 450 acre farm last year, um, Mm. for, I think one point, Shoot, forgive me if I get the number not perfect, but 1.7 million. And we bought it at about 3,600 an acre. Now I'll add a million dollars to that. It's 2.8 million, right? It seems like a huge additional, you know, investment into that property. Mm. Now the property, right, is worth roughly 10,000 an acre now. So now it's worth $4.5 million. So I'll spend a million dollars in order to make $2 million worth of equity all day long till the day I die. Now, Income approach is very important. So based on what's going on in the world, I want to continue to really increase our income and our assets and and our properties. And so within commercial properties, as you increase your income, you dramatically increase your equity base within your assets. But the income is what creates stabilization. And so if I increase my income on my farms by 100,000 in net income, well, on a five percentage cap rate, that means I'm increasing the total equity of that property by $2 million. And so our focus is all about increasing our income, increasing mm-hmm. our asset value um, and continuing to do good fundamental core real estate investment. You know, I see bad investing out there all the time. I see mm-hmm. people investing in large um, luxury beach, beach, you know, uh, mm-hmm. developments. And, and then I go back and I look at the people behind that, that have never developed and built beachland developments before. Or I look at, you know, someone recently, you know, a competitor I saw invested in, in an industrial property that was brand new, a developer had just finished it. And then they bought it from them, which means they bought it retail, which means they bought it above market price. And there are two reasons for investing in it was because they think e-commerce is going to continue to grow. And because Phoenix is a good marketplace. And I'm like, that's not the reasons that, that you buy real estate. You buy real estate because it's the right location, because it's under market value, which isn't a part of their equation because you can add value to it and increase the value of it. And because your ability to either increase the income or sell the property is going to make you a a great profit at the end of the day. Anybody can just store some money in real estate, but a real estate dog, a real estate person who knows what they're doing, a person who lives and breathes real estate, like my team does, like the people that work in this business every single day, those people understand real real estate. They're not just a capital raise company or a tech company, you know, that, that suddenly has to put money into real estate. We're, we're a company that gets it at its core, at, at, at its realness. And we understand the market cycles up and down. Yeah. Perfect. Let, let's talk Getting about fired up young. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about uh, your inner circle. Yeah, we just came off an inner circle retreat. It was great. We had, um, I want to say, a hundred of our investors um, at the inner circle retreat, and every single one um, had invested into a deal. Every single one had made money. Um, every single one, you know, is having success with us, and it was really great retreat. You know, when you walk into a room of your investors. Um, and, and everyone's made money and you walk into a room of investors and everyone's been through the ups and downs together, right? Real estate's an imperfect business, but at the end of the day, you know, we've overcome, we've, we've persevered, um, we've made money and we continue to make money together. There's just no better feeling in the world. 
everyone made money. Is that part intrigue? Uh, intricate. I, I have to caveat, you know, a couple couple things, right? I can never guarantee, you know, even legally, I can never guarantee people are going to make money, right? I can't mm -hmm, get that right. guaranteed out in the world. But I will say, we've been doing this a decade. No investor of mine's ever lost money on a deal. No investor of mine's ever been in a deal that 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 they couldn't get out of. Um, and and one hundred percent of our inner circle members have made money. And so, you know, that's that's a pretty long track record. That's that's a great history. Um, I'll give the other the other disclaimers now too, right? Mm -hmm. Past performance doesn't indicate future performance. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a tax advisor. I'm a REIT owner. I'm a REIT investor. I'm a real estate investor. And everything I share is from experience, background, um, from this incredible team of people that I get to work with here as I look at some of my team members every single day. Yeah, let's talk about the past performance. So how did you do that? How did you um, help all these investors make money? Yeah, so the inner circle started off with just a really easy concept, right? Mm -hmm. um, they, it was, we just gave education. We just did education for a long time, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, probably a little bit like you, Young, as I went out and I taught and I did trainings um, and, I, and I helped people, you know, grow um, and, 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 you know, understand and learn real estate. And, but then they kept coming to me and saying, Dutch, will you invest with us? Dutch, will you invest with us? And for a while, you know, I didn't really want the, that responsibility. Um, but eventually, you know, I gave in and I said, okay, I'll, I'll invest with you. I said, but I control the transactions. I control the details. I control every aspect of the business, but I will invest with you. Um, and you put in 50% of the money. I'll put in 50% of the money. And at the end of the day, we'll split the profits 50, 50. And mm -hmm. we started doing deals and it started off with just six members. Uh, we had six inner circle members was the first group. Uh, we did our first retreat actually in uh, Vancouver, Canada, um, because one of the guys I did a lot of business with lived in Vancouver and he said we'd have a great experience. Um, all of those investors did deals with us. Um, so uh, at this, at this, uh, at this uh, stage, uh -huh. at this stage, just me. Yeah. I mean, I had, I had probably five employees as a company, you know, uh, but it was, it was mainly just me doing the deals, you know, updating them, giving them details, you know, doing the rehabs, doing the construction, doing the acquisitions, doing the buying. And I say just me, it was me and my partner, Amy. Right. Okay. Um, and we had a, we had another, you know, other partner. So it was just a couple of us doing it. Um, but mainly, you know, I led the way when it came to the, doing the inner circle deals and, you know, that was great. And we learned a lot, you know, we learned, how, what their expectations were. We learned, you know, how to handle things when things went wrong. And we're talking a long time ago. Now you fast forward all these years later and we have 300 members, um, mm -hmm. all that do deals, all that make money. Um, it's a lifetime membership. Once someone joins our inner circle, I always say, if you're making money with someone and it's a pleasure, then why would you ever stop? Um, so we continue to do deals and we do deal after deal. And now the inner circle has expanded to beyond just 50, 50 deals. Um, we've had, you know, people partner into, you know, land deals with us. We've had people partner um, into crypto investing with us. We've had people partner um, into other uh, alternative investing with us. And so, you know, we've just created an investment vehicle um, where people can, you know, play their three buckets, their low risk, their important risk, their moderate risk and their high risk buckets, right? And so, you know, those are all things, you know, that we've been able to balance for them um, and constantly give people a way to keep their money working, keep their money moving and where they don't have to put in a lot of effort. You know, they can be as involved as they wanna be um, or, or simply be 100% passive. Um, so we find a lot of our investors want to know what's going mm -hmm. on and they want to know what's happening, but mm -hmm. they're not looking to swing a hammer. They're not looking 
to to go knock on the door of somebody who's going to do foreclosure and convince them to sell, right? Mm -hmm. um, they're not looking to, you know, deal with lenders and, you know, as lenders change rates and change times during different economic times, and they're not looking to deal with rehabbers and construction workers and, and those kind of things. And so, you know, they've able to depend on us and our teams of people to be able to do it. And, it, and it's pretty crazy. You know, you think we have 300 members and if the average real estate deal is, you know, $300,000 and, you know, they do three deals a year. Well, you do the math. That's, that's a lot of real estate we're conducting every single day. Yeah. So it's your team that who funds these deals and brings them to the investors, right? Yeah. It's okay. our teams that, that do that every, every single day. So and the, it, it's in different cities. I mean, we have our California team, Florida team, Houston team, mm -hmm. uh, which is Texas and our, you know, Pennsylvania, New Jersey team. Um, and then obviously we have our, our teams that do, you know, other alternative projects like our farms. So at the early stage, you uh, acquire these properties mainly from tax sales. Is correct. That correct. Correct. So, and, so and, we'll buy, and we'll buy properties from tax sales this year too. A tax mm -hmm. sale is a really good, solid investment strategy. Um, but we use all the tools in our tool belt. You know, we're not a one trick pony when it comes to real estate. You know, mm -hmm. we, we, we do all types of real estate. You know, we acquire pre foreclosure, we prior non foreclosure, we create value add, we do new construction, you know, all facets of real estate. Um, and, you know, being rad diversified is for a reason. In a marketplace that's constantly evolving and changing, when you're diversified, you can adjust, you can adapt, you can change with the times, and that just makes a lot of sense. Mm. Let's say someone new joins your inner circle. So what would he or she get? Yeah. So, so when they, they can, when they, they join, can get the dues, the the information about all these properties they can invest in. What 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 other things they get? Yeah, they definitely want to do it. So when they join the inner circle and they're a part of part of it, they'll get immediately get a phone call from our team. First, they'll get a compliance call, you know, from from one of our company liaisons that walks them through, you know, every aspect of what we're going to do with them. And she's going to make sure that you know their emails are right and that they get logged into their portal, um, so they can you know look at their assets once they invest in them. That she's going to make sure and get them into the educational portal. And so she's mm -hmm. just going to give them you know some handholding um, to make sure there are know exactly you know where their starting point is. They're going to get a call from their inner circle coordinator. Um, mm -hmm. So their inner circle coordinator is one of our team members that is their custom, their personal liaison with our company. Any aspect they need, any question they have, um, anything about a deal or a transaction that they have, they have a person that's their go-to um, at all times. Um, you know, we we have a strong philosophy that no call, no request, no no you know information asked for goes you know 24 hours without a response, without without an answer. Right? Um, if it was sent today. You you know, our target is, you know, before end of day, you know, it's responded to. Um, and even if we don't have an answer, because sometimes you don't have an answer, somebody might say, well, you know, how much did this cost, you know, in the rehab, and we might have to go to the contractor, and they come back to us, mm -hmm. and they tell us, and it might be the next day, but that same day, we respond to them and say, hey, we're getting that information for you. Uh, expect a response within, you know, 36 hours, or 48 hours, or two hours, um, and we're, we're going to get to you. Um, and so the inner circle coordinator, you know, will be handling that with you step by step. Now that they've had those two phone calls, the next thing is the deal list. So mm -hmm. they're going to get the deal list and they're going to be looking at a set of deals that they can invest into. Now on those deals are all types of information. Um, there's information about, you know, what their cost to buy in to the asset with us is. 
how much the property is going to be worth, what's our loan on the property, how much the rehab on the property is, and what our mm -hmm. potential profit is. Um, and usually pictures, you know, of the properties too. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, at that point, you know, we walk them through and we try to fit a deal that's to their strategy, whether they're doing a burst strategy or they're doing a fix and flip strategy, um, mm -hmm. you know, and things adapt and change, you know, with time. And so depending on what type of deals fit, you know, their strategy and what they're looking to do or what types of deals fit the economy and the market that's going to make the most amount of money, we'll work through that with them and help them make good decisions, you know, when it comes to, you know, the properties to invest into. Um, usually all this happens within the first week. Um, mm -hmm. Then they say, I want to do that property. Mm -hmm. So now we take that property off of the list of properties that are available to joint venture into. Um, mm -hmm. So now they would joint venture into that property. They'll get what's called a joint venture contract um, that our legal team has created. That's a contract between us and them. And it lays out all the aspects, what they're buying in for, um, you know, all, what all decision-making is on the property, um, any other relevant information, you know, what entity, you know, they're buying in, whether they're doing it through an IRA or a 401k or a Roth, or they're doing it mm -hmm. through, you know, just their personal bank accounts, you know, it has all of the, the relevant information. And so, you know, obviously we sign that, they sign that. Um, and now they're a partner on a property. Well, they got to send the money over uh, mm -hmm. for their half of the deal, but they send the money over. Now they're into a deal with with us. Um, now that they're into a deal with us, they'll get uh, look at their what's called Appfolio login, which is our online portal. So we worked for a long time to build the online portal. Mm -hmm. So they can go in and see everything that's going on with the property. Every dollar that's paid to a rehabber, pictures of the property that are updated, timelines, accounting sheets, everything that's going on with the asset, we keep in their online portal. So, so they, they don't, don't talk to the uh, rehabbers. They don't talk to the... No. Uh, okay. No. I mean, I'm not saying that I've never had an inner circle member talk to a rehabber. Um, you know, a lot of our inner circle members will make a trip and they'll go visit their property while it's in the mm. middle of construction. And I encourage okay. that. Um, I like inner circle members, you know, who see what's going on. But, you know, I gave you a great example. You know, Jan joined the inner circle six years ago. Um, mm. I don't think he's ever seen a single property um, that he's owned, but he does deals every single year with us. And he's been growing his portfolio. You know, um, I believe, you know, he's one of our legacy members. And, you know, our legacy members of people that have been in the inner circle a long time have done over seven figures, you know, in real estate with us. And, you know, I, I don't think he's ever been, you know, to one of the properties that he's bought or purchased. And I, I don't know how many he's up to. I don't know if he's up to 15, you know, properties own or 12 properties own. I, I mm. haven't, you know, checked in on it in a long time, but I know he's over 10. And, and mm -hmm. so, but, but he's never lifted a finger. And then I got, you know, other members that have seen every property they've ever owned. Um, they visited every property they've ever owned and they need a lot more updates and a lot more handholding. And they're, you know, just a lot more into it. And I get that either way we've set up our system to be able to service both personality types and both need bases. And that's important to us because, you know, I can't treat you like everyone else. Cause you know, you have exactly the information you need to feel comfortable, you know, and I think for our investors that they feel protected, they feel comfortable. They know they're making good decisions. They know that they're making money and they're being communicated with regularly, you know, are five key points that, you know, every, every member has to know. So your team coordinates the, uh... Uh, renovation uh, projects and also do some management, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we do all the property management from from start to finish. All the leasing, okay. deal with all the tenants. Uh, we handle the entire thing. And the thing is, is typically with us, you're going to make more money than as an individual just because, you know, we're professionals at it. We've been doing this a long time and, and we know how to manage properties. We know how to deal with tenants. We know, you mm -hmm. know, how to make sure an eviction doesn't take two years. It takes 30 days. And so, you know, this, this is what we do.
Okay. I, I, a long time ago, I, I learned I learned a very valuable saying: "Let professionals do what professionals do." Yes. Uh, right. So, when you uh do the joint venture with an investor, you put money 50-50, mm -hmm. and then the I guess the profit. You split 50-50? Yeah. Okay. And that's in its simplest form, right? We've had investors come in for 25% of a property. We've had investors come in for 33% of a property. Mm -hmm. We've actually had investors buy 100% of a property, and then we manage and ran the whole process from start to finish from. So, you know, all three are, you know, potential, you know, scenarios that can happen. Okay. Besides those investment opportunities, mm -hmm. what else values would a uh, inner circle member get from this uh, this group? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're a full-scale company, right, in every aspect. And so, you know, we have things like our OZ fund. Um, so it's for people that have capital gains, whether they sell a property, sell a business, if they sell some stock and they have capital gains. So our Opportunity Zone fund is a way for them to defer their taxes for five years. Um, and if they leave it in there 10 years, all money they make while it's in there is, is not taxed. So, you know, that's a really cool thing for, for our members. Um, we have our other alternative investments that, you know, we've invested in ourselves that, that make money that we expose and, and open them up to. Um, we have the education um, that mm. we're constantly doing on, you know, wealth tactics and wealth building and whether that's becoming, you know, your own bank um, or it's, you know, other tools that we find for asset protection. Um, you know, we give you a full scale of what we know, you know, it takes to build wealth, um, to retire, um, to protect your yourself. You know, it's really terrible if you built wealth and you end up giving all of your money to Uncle Sam, right? I really believe that we should pay taxes, but I also believe you should pay the right amount of taxes. You know, um, it's really sucky if you build a bunch of wealth and then somebody sues you and you lose it. And so these are all things we set up, you know, our members for, um, you know, we're incredibly protected as a company. Um, you know, we keep ourselves ironclad protected. Um, and, and so for us, it's all about, you know, making sure our investors have the same ability to protect themselves. Right. Um, they also have networking opportunities, right? Like yeah, I mean, they get to meet each other. I mean, we, we were, you know, believe in being transparent and real. So we do our retreats and our inner mm -hmm. circle members know each other. They, they get to meet each other, right? Like, you know, young mean, you know, one of the fascinating things because, you know, you've become such a fan of ours. We had a, a, a lot of, you know, Chinese speaking, a lot of Chinese investors mm. at our most recent retreat. And, you know, that was really cool because they were able to talk to each other and, and you know, network and socialize. You know, we brought Eva um, onto mm. our team, you know, as, as a, you know, inner investor relations consultant who has, you know, is completely fluent in, in Mandarin. And, you know, she has a strong, long background in, in working with Chinese investors. And so we brought her onto our team. Um, and she does a great job with non-Mandarin you know, issues and investor relations, but she also, you know, does a great job with, you know, with our investors who, you know, need that little bit of extra, you know, language help. So. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so what's, um, can you explain a bit about what's the difference between investing in your rate and become an inner circle member? Yeah. I mean, I think it's the difference between investing in, in the whole and the diversification of the portfolio of the REITs mm -hmm. and our REITs, you know, has made, you know, roughly, you know, a 30%, you know, plus 
return mm-hmm. for the last three years. But right now we're in a pretty magical window, you know, with the individual deals. Um, an individual deal for us right now is making anywhere from 60 to 80% return on investment. I don't think we're going to be able to do that forever. I think we have a window right now for the next two years. Um, mm-hmm. It's a pretty magical time where lenders are giving us 80% uh, loan to value, um, where lenders are paying for 100% of our rehabs. And then that's part of the benefit of being at the inner circle members. You'll never pay for a rehab while you're in it, you know, unless, you know, the world changes or the market changes, but, you know, we're in this window and I believe it's a real strong two-year window um, mm-hmm. to, to be able to do those kind of deals. And what I mean is, you know, let's say it's a $300,000 property. Well, on a $300,000 property, we're going to give $60,000 down um, and that's it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as a, as a inner circle member, you would pay 30,000, we would pay $30,000. Um, now let's say there's a hundred thousand dollar rehab. You're never going to have to come out of the pocket for that because our lender gives us all the construction costs. We upfront it as a company for you. And then our lenders re- reimburse us on, on the construction costs. Now, a property that, you know, we put $60,000 into and, you know, we bought it for three, we put a hundred K rehab into it. Now it's a 400 K property, right? It's now worth 500 K. Now you take off closing costs and everything else. And, you know, it's very easy for us on a property, you know, we've put 60 to $70,000 into to make, you know, $100,000 on a deal like that is fairly common for us. Now, I say that, you know, we usually average 68 to 80%, you know, on our deals, and that, that that's pretty normal. And it's investing in a single individual deal as an inner circle member. Um, it's your deal. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's a little bit different in the real where there are deal um, and you're, you know, a part of the whole, you might be, you know, a small percentage right. of 300 properties, which is another great way to do investing. Um, you know, I think there's more risk um, in an inner circle deal, um, but mm-hmm. we've never had an inner circle member to lose money on a deal ever, but there's also more reward and the potential to make, you know, a much higher return. Um, with our REIT, um, my belief is there's a little bit less risk because you're diversified against the whole portfolio. Now, like I said, past performance doesn't indicate future performance and any investing is always, you know, with a certain amount of risk. So what you've got to do is, you know, calculate that risk and, and max between, you know, high risk, moderate risk, low risk, you know, when with your investing and create, you know, a balanced portfolio. A lot of read investors are, are inner circle members um, and all of our inner circle members are read investors. So I don't think mm-hmm. we have a single inner circle member that's not invested in the read. So it's kind of a balance. I think inner circle is just a little more exclusive. Mm. Yeah, one aspect I understand is um, as a inner circle member, you can learn as much as, as you want or do as much as you want. But uh, if you invest in REIT, it's, it's passive. It's very passive. Now, yeah. we do recalls, you know, on a monthly basis to give you an update call. Mm-hmm. Um, we want you to know what's going on, what's happening, what we're investing in, what the changes are, um, what the returns are, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, just today, we came out with our fourth quarter reporting for 2021, right? And so mm-hmm. we just hit the 40% mark for 2021. So wow. like that, the news is literally today news, which is, I'm just, I'm humbled, you know, that, mm-hmm. that my team could perform that well, that my team could be that successful, that our investors could make that kind of return. Because I'll tell you, even myself, five years ago or 10 years ago, I never would have felt that, you know, 40%, you know, was achievable um, as we hit maturity, as we were doing as many deals as we were doing, as we're growing as fast as we're growing. You know, I just, I just feel, you know, amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm happy. Absolutely. I'm ecstatic. I mean, I, I am a competitor. I do want to beat my competitors. Um, I don't worry about competitors in the sense like I'm not worried about what they do. 
but I know that I want to beat them. And I know I want to get better returns. And I know that I want to be better at real estate than anybody else in the country. Um, and and I, I, those who are, you know, colleagues, I want to support them and, you know, for them to be great. Um, but, but it doesn't mean that, 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 that I don't want our company and our team to be the very best. Um, there's only one Olympic gold medalist and, and, you know, that's what we strive for every single day. Mm. Yeah. You, you mentioned metaverse uh, several times. Uh, so you are in the researching stage right now, or you already bought land in uh, metaverse. Um, so we we have a goal this month that will acquire a hundred thousand dollars worth of land in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. um, the last you know ninety days we've been in the research stage. Um, and doing our due diligence and creating a wide scope. Metaverse is a little different. Right? I don't have to go out and find a seller that's, you know, wants to sell me under market and those kind of things. So it's more <laughs> about choosing the right mm -hmm. opportunities. But, you know, you analyze, you know, Metaverse very similar to you analyze real world real estate. And so mm -hmm. for me, it's all about location, 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 right? That's always number one in real estate. Number two, it's about what is the growth potential. And so mm -hmm. in the metaverse, we take in a lot of other factors to understand growth potential, right? Um, how good are they at their gamification? What is their longevity plan? Um, what is their ability to do marketing and advertising to continue to grow? How good are their technologists, right? And the creators behind it? Um, how good are their programmers? And so, you know, we're factoring in all the aspects on how good they are, how, how um, excited they are, and, and, and what is their track record and history of success? you know, before we make our decisions, but just like anything we do in real estate, we'll be diver diversified. Um, and, and so, you know, it's something that, you know, it's kind of fun for us um, because it's not like, you know, a hundred thousand is, you know, not even 1% of 1% of our portfolio. Right. Um, it's mm. a very, very small portion of what we do, um, right. but, but it is something, you know, we're going to do and, and, you know, we're going to dive deep in so we can create, you know, a deep understanding, you know, for us, R and D, is everything research and development. And I think a lot of real estate companies don't focus on research and development. They find one type of real estate to do, and then they try to do that as best as they can for as long as they can. And they hope the ceiling never crumbles. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the ceiling crumbles. And if you're not prepared for it to crumble, you're not going to be good at this game. I'll give you a great example. The office space industry is mm -hmm. very much going to crumble in the next 24 months. It's going to take a massive dip. If you have stock, and an on office space REITs, sell it 100%. This is my sell signal. This is me telling you, sell it. If you're in a mixed portfolio, right? And they own office REITs or they own offices, consider selling it. And here's what I understand is I've been in this game a long time and I know there's office REITs that are buying and selling to each other to hold their market price. I know there's millions on top of millions of empty office space that is out there that is currently leased. And when those leases end, they're not renewing. And so it's going to be a bloodbath. And so these are things that I know that I'm prepared for and we're prepared to capitalize on. Um, and so, you know, you have to be adaptable. You have to understand the lay of the landscape and you have to see the predictors of what's coming in. If you can't see, you know, what's happening in the marketplace, it's because you're not paying attention or you don't understand how to see it. Yeah, I'm trying to understand metaverse as well. So how do you make money uh, with lands in metaverse? You can expects its appreciation and also you can rent it out right i mean the, the easiest way to understand is appreciation right i mean you can buy assets and put them on your land in the metaverse which can increase the value of, mm -hmm. of your land you can you can lease them or rent them out to make money um, but reality is i think our play right now is to choose the right targets mm -hmm. purchase them where we know we're going to go through appreciation 
And that 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 is the best way to explain it in, in layman's terms. There's more complicated ways of explaining it, but that's the easiest way. Okay. All people right. who talk complicated are trying to confuse people and they don't really <laughs> they don't really know what they're doing. Um, if you try to make things simple, then people can understand it and they can make their own decisions. Yeah. Um, I think okay. So I think one last question I'd like to add is how much capital would someone need to in order to uh so how much capital would someone need so that the inner circle would make sense for them? Yeah, I mean, well, there's the REIT and there's the inner circle, right? With the REIT, mm. you can join the REIT for as little as a thousand dollar investment. And, you know, we tried to make that open to non-accredited investors across. Of course, there's a lot of accredited investors in the REIT, but we want to make it open, you know, to, to the masses, to the to the general public, to have a place to be able to invest, um, to invest in something, you know, they, they can believe in. Um, the inner circle is a little bit different. It's a little more exclusive club. Um, I can't help the world with the inner circle. And what I mean by is there's only so much bandwidth and so much ability to help people. So like currently our inner circle is closed and we develop a waiting list uh, for people to come in. And once they join the waiting list, about every four months, we open up the inner circle to new members. Um, and depending on our deal flow and depending on what's going on in the marketplace, look, we're only bringing people in that we know we can make money. It's just the way we have to do the inner circle. If you don't have a minimum of a total of 100K, um, you know, to be able to invest in the inner circle is probably not a right, a good fit for you right now. And I don't want you to take that as, Hey, I don't want to help people who have less money. It's just a factor of, of, of how that game works. And, and, and so, you know, I want to help the people that I can help. Um, and that's why, you know, the read is also exists and the two have a great marriage. The read works with the inner circle and the inner circle works with the read and they work together hand in hand. And so it's, it's really a great marriage. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm very happily married. Um, and and, and I, I think the read is also, you know, a really great marriage too. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. You good, brother? Yeah, yeah. I Man, think... you're, you're asking them good today. So, you know, I always appreciate you coming and, you know, doing this due diligence and this homework for your, your students um, and, and investors. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, really, you know, you're, you're a great thought leader. Um, you're, 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 you're a great man on how you care for your people young. And, you know, I'm always, I'm always happy to, to jump on and answer questions for you and talk with you. So I appreciate you. And, and, and I look forward to the next time we get to hang out. Yeah, me too. And I'm thinking we can create a web page. The landing page we use right now is in English, how we can change it to Chinese. So that's more, it's more friendly to. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure, Eva, you know, I bet you Eva would help you with that. Um, she's pretty, yeah. pretty fantastic. Yeah, we can also put some of our interviews, so the interview videos on that mm -hmm. page. Yeah, that would be much, um, uh, much informational to, to our members. Well, brother, I appreciate you. I got date night with my wife. And so I am going okay. to run fast and okay. And I just did another panel for about an hour plus right before this. So I'm, I'm talked out, but I appreciate you. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay, sure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Rad Podcast, an exploration of wealth. For more information, please visit our website, www.raddiversified.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing.